Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We are glad that you are here with us for worship today. We invite all of you to take a look at your order of service that you received on the way in this morning. If you are a visitor, we welcome you here today. We are so glad that you are with us. As we begin our time of worship today, um, I invite you to pause with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Would you do that with me now? Lord, each person comes here today with different things running through our minds, things that cause anxiety or worry, things that bring joy and peace. Lord, we are a people and a church in need of your grace, of your love. Today, as we partake in the Lord's Supper, we are reminded of the sacrifice. We are reminded of the love that you show each of us. Lord, help us as a congregation to be people of unity, to be people who forgive, to be people who love despite our differences. Give each person the strength as we are all members of one body. We are different parts, but we make up one body. Help us to be mindful of that today as we worship, as we worship together, and as we worship in unity. Lord, I pray that our hearts are prepared now to hear your voice, to feel your spirit, and we pray that you would move in this place this morning. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.
Our opening hymn this morning is hymn number 457, Come and Feast for All Are Welcomed. 457, if you are able, please stand and join in singing. invite the children to come forward for lesson on the steps. All right, everybody have a seat. Hello, Madeline. Come on, Piper. We're going to be up here because we don't have many today. We forgot what it was like to have rain. We forgot what it was like. All right, have a seat. There you go, big guys. All right, I have a question. I want you to look at this and tell me who, you, who it is. She's not here, so let's try this one. No. Who is this? Piper. Piper. That's exactly right. That's Piper. That was a year ago today, and Piper was dressed up in her Halloween suit. And we remember that, don't we? All right. It's almost time. And... Who might this be? Um, Eliza. Eliza, that's right. That's good. And Eliza was a little girl then. But you know what? We remember her. We remember her 
for pictures and because most of the time she's sitting right here with us. All right, now, who is this? Almost, Jesus. And who are all these people around Jesus? Kids. Kids, that's exactly right. Kids, children, and babies, just like us. Mom, no, I don't think I see any mommies and daddies in this picture. I just see children. And there's Jesus' friends. They are Jesus' friends. That's exactly right, Levi. But you know what? Jesus is not with us today, is he? What happened? That's exactly right. He died. So we have our pictures right now to remember him, don't we? But when we take Jesus in our heart and we grow to be big kids and then big kids into bigger kids and mamas and daddies, we remember Jesus in a very special way. And behind me is the table. And this is the way we as adults remember Jesus. And we're going to, as an adult or as a teenager, when we have Jesus more special in our heart, we remember him through communion. So we always can remember each other. We always remember that Jesus loves us and he's in our heart. But we have to remember that when we take Jesus into our heart as big people, teenagers and young children and adults, then we remember God and Jesus through communion. Let's pray. You don't have to close your eyes, but you have to be quiet. Okay. Jesus, on this special morning, as we participate in our remembrance of you, we also say, Lord, for the rain. Thank you for the gift that we feel as we watch you fill our earth with moisture. Lord, we thank you for this church, for these families, for these children who as they grow, walk continually with you and their faith in their heart. Protect them and guide them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our hymn is number 461, Let Us Break Bread Together. 461, if you are able, please stand and join in singing.
us pray. Heavenly Father, you are an awesome God. Thank you for giving us your word that all scripture is God-breathed. For teaching us how to love you and each other. And for sending your son to die on the cross to forgive our sins. Let us be devoted to reading your word. Let us be accepting of your will, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. And let us surrender to you every day our earthly desires. You, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, lead us to maturity through your words. Forgive us of our sins and forgive those who sin against us. Shine like a light through us, not to glorify us, but to glorify you, so that we can share the good news of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Roger. Well, I want to begin with a question this morning. This question would be mainly for our millennials, our teenagers, and our children in the congregation this morning. Do any of you know what this is? It says yellow pages at the top. It's a phone book. It's a phone book, and it's the way people used to look up phone numbers. Um, it, uh, you know, this, I've, I've told Betsy, I'm trying to think if Betsy's here. Um, this, I got this off of her desk, so I'm, I'm, there's this thing inside of me that's reminding me this needs to find its way back to her desk this morning. But she, she knows that if, uh, or she reminds the staff that if, uh, if some reason something happens with all our cell phones and computers in the office and we can't Google phone numbers anymore, she has reminded us that she stands ready uh, for, you know, for us to, to be able to, to know what those phone numbers are, uh, to, uh, to do something that some of you don't know what, we have a landline back in the office as well. And so we can, we can use a landline phone and look up these phone numbers in here if we need to. But yet when we look up churches, we're going to read something from Paul here in just a second about unity in Ephesians chapter four. But when we look up churches in the yellow pages, in the Shelby phone book alone, and you may, I may be off a number or two, but I counted roughly 20 different denominations that are represented here in Cleveland County in the Shelby, in the Shelby phone book. I can't imagine what that's like in the Charlotte phone book, but we'll revisit this in just a moment. Let's begin with reading our scripture this morning. In Ephesians chapter four, verse one through six, we find these words from Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. He says, I therefore the prisoner in the Lord, Paul is in prison in Rome now, writing to the church in Ephesus. Beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Now, God, I pray that you would add your blessing to the reading and the preaching of your word this morning. Amen. There is a, a writer and um, former pastor by the name of Brett Younger who writes something a little discouraging about us Baptists. He says, Baptist contributions to unity would fit in a thimble and still rattle around like a BB in a boxcar. Tough words for us to stomach this morning. Historically, Baptists have not been good at unity. And we certainly have a history of not getting along, not only with one another, but at times with non-Baptist as well. Although I would say, I think this is getting better in our society today. I think more people are beginning to realize we're in we're, in, we're on the same team and we're moving in the same direction. We have our proclivities and our differences, but yet I think more and more are beginning to realize that we can, we can move forward in ministry together. We know Baptists have struggled with unity, but we could make a case that most believers have also struggled with unity at times. Back to our Shelby phone book. When it comes to Baptists in here, there was a, a broad category of Baptist churches that were listed there. And then we had, what other categories here? We had American Baptist, Independent Baptist, Missionary Baptist, Southern Baptist, and we could add different Baptists in there. My grandmother was a um, primitive Baptist. And um, we talked a little bit about that on Wednesdays here recently. But as we move into the seas, we find Catholic, Christian Church, Christian and Missionary Alliance, Church of Christ, Church of God, Church of Nazarene, Congregational. 
I've mentioned 12 and we're just to the seas. Are you getting the picture? Uh, we look at Paul's charge in our passage today in Ephesians chapter four. He says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, through all, and in all. And we close our Bibles and we look around and we oftentimes do not see one body and one spirit. The thought of Christian unity comes most often as a punchline and joke. You've heard them. I read something this week that talked about the administrative assistant walks in and yells to an ecumenical community gathering, which we'll be having here in a few weeks. By the way, our Thanksgiving service will be here this year, but the administrative assistant walks in and says, the church is on fire. Well, the Baptists yell, where's the water? The Quakers quietly thank God for the fire. The Catholics pass a plate to cover the damage. The Episcopalians form a processional and, and orderly march out. The Presbyterians appoint a person to appoint a committee to look into the fire and then to get back with a written report. All the while, the Heidi's or the Betsy's grab the fire extinguisher and put the fire out. So thank you, Heidi. Um, but we hope that God is forgiving as we struggle with unity. We hope that he is forgiving and, and that he smiles over our differences. Because to dwell on them too long leads us to a dark side where we judge other churches as to how close they are to our own and how we worship and how we believe. I don't think I need to continue to paint a picture of disunity in regards to the church today. Disunity is all around us. We, we are more polarized than ever, especially in regard to our politics. But I do have to say there was some good news last Sunday night. And those of you may saw it on social media or some other means or even uh, on an early morning show, but um, George W. Bush was sitting with Ellen DeGeneres at a Cowboys football game last Sunday night. Did, did some of you see that or know that? And um, uh, two very different people being civil to one another at a football game to many is what our nation needs more of right now. It was, a, it was a little bit refreshing just to see the two of them sitting together. This idea that a liberal and a conservative can be civil at a game is encouraging and a little refreshing for us all. But unfortunately, we have those in society and those within churches who have the following attitude. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but listen to this. Believe as I believe, no more, no less, that I am right and no one else, confess. Feel as I feel and think as I think, eat as I eat and drink as I drink. Look as I look and do as I do, then I'll have fellowship with you. This is terrible. This is terrible. When Paul called for unity in Ephesians 4 and when Jesus said to love one another in John 13, they were not saying this to apply only to people who think and believe alike. Jesus said in John 13, he said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I'm not saying that we love others and have no convictions of our own, nor am I saying that we need the kind of tolerance that accepts anything because we don't care what is right. But I am saying that we hold to our convictions while treating others and relating to others in ways that honor our God. The world desperately needs to see Christians who don't always agree moving forward together in work, in service, and witness. Now is the time for the church to show the world what it looks like for Christians to get along when we don't always agree with one another and yet we move in the same direction. It will not be easy 
And you and I and Bowling Springs Baptist Church has what it takes, but it will take, it will take everything that we've got. Two questions for Bowling Springs Baptist Church is why not us and why not now? The world is waiting and how will we respond? The truly good news of God's grace is that no matter who we are, we are welcome at the table. This morning we come to the table as one body, all confessing our need for Christ as we symbolically take of one loaf. Christ and his death on the cross was and is for all people, those with whom we agree and those with whom we don't. As I begin to read the passage from 1 Corinthians this morning that remind us of the significance of this meal and the significance uh, that Christ and his disciples had uh, in, the, in the upper room, as we now transition into the Lord's Supper, let us now reflect on these words from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28, and I'll be pausing along the way. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The Lord's Supper is a time for us to look back. It's a time for us to reflect upon the life and the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a time to remind us what he stood for, who he was, his perfect life, that he was beaten, that he suffered, and that he went to the cross, and that he shed his life and his blood for the forgiveness of sin. In the same way, he took the cup. The scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, in the same way he took the cup, and after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord's Supper is a time for us not only to look back, but also to look forward. To look forward to that final consummation when we and you, when you and I will sit down at the heavenly banquet table to share Christ and to sit with him and to worship him and to be with him forever. So not only is the Lord's Supper a time to look back, it's also a time to look forward. But last, it's a time to look within. The last two verses of this passage, Paul reminds us, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable for the body and the blood of the Lord. And then he challenges us. Paul says, examine yourselves and only then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. The Lord's Supper is a time for us to look within. Paul clearly states that this examination is to take place before we eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So this morning, before our deacons distribute the elements and we come to the table, let us all look within, confess sin, and seek his forgiveness. And I want to propose a few questions for us to think about. Roger's going to play in just a moment, and we're going to have a time to do exactly what Paul challenges us to do. As we've talked about unity today, as we think about the significance of the meal, we're going to think about our own lives and examine our own hearts, our own minds. But these are a few questions for us to think about as we do that. Is God the Lord of my life and am I submitted to his leadership in my life? Am I surrendered to God or am I holding something back 
Do I need to repent of any sin, any harsh words that I've spoken? Am I violating God's word or defying his wishes? Am I guilty of breaking the peace with my neighbor, my friends, family, colleagues, or other relation? Is there any hidden sin in my life that I have not reconciled before God? Let us take a moment while Roger Roger plays and silently go to the Lord in prayer. of your son for hearing our prayers and thank you for the forgiveness of sins. As the deacons stand and begin making final preparations to receive the Lord's Supper, I want to give some final instructions to the church family. Number one is if you are here and a believer in Jesus Christ, you are welcome and encouraged to partake of communion this morning. And also, if you will, when you receive, the elements will be passed as when you receive those elements, if you will uh, hold those, and then we will partake of those together. Also, if you are comfortable in saying to those to whom you pass the plate, not only our deacons, but also uh, members in the pew, uh, if you are comfortable saying the body of Christ broken for you as you pass it, you are welcome to do that. Or if you're also comfortable saying the blood of Christ shed for you, you're also welcome to say that as it is passed.
Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Scripture tells us in the same way they took the cup.
that represents the covenant, the new covenant, that is now written in Christ's blood for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Scripture tells us that following this time that they sing a hymn. And now at this time, I want to invite the congregation to stand. We're going to close with um, singing the first two verses of Blessed Be the Tie. You can leave your hymnals in the pew. The words will be on the screen. And I want you to, in, in your pew, grab hands with someone near you. And uh, I, that's why I say in your pew. If you're here this morning and maybe you were to, to uh, make a commitment or maybe want to join the church this morning, that way we won't block the aisles. But if you'll join me by standing this morning, and then we will sing uh, and grab a hand next to you in the pew, and uh, we will close with uh, singing the first two verses of Blessed Be the Tie. And if you're here this morning and you do desire membership at Bowling Springs Baptist or have a decision to make, then please uh, come down at this time. We invite you, we encourage you to come down at this time. But um, let's, let's close with singing uh, the first two verses of Blessed Be the Tie, and then Candy will close us with our benediction this morning. serve the Lord. And as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and brother, children of Almighty God, bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days.